the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. We've got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. Kara, boy, boy, Thanksgiving coming up already. I know it. Hard to believe. Hard to believe, right? Um, so let's see. So what do we what do we got on? We've got another really lot to talk about today. So I'll just kind of give you the rundown. Um, what I want to go over today. And one, of course, we're going to talk about Inflation Nation. You know, mm-hmm. we got more, you know, inflation data this week. And th- th- I'm going to, Carrie, I'm going to give you the uh, the inflationary worry stress test. Okay. okay later on, you'll see how you respond to that. Um, but also, we, we it's we're in earnings season. A lot of people are looking, say, how is the U.S. consumer going to, are they going to still prep up this economy Right. You know, we've got Bidenomics. You know, Biden can't understand why anything. Well, I was going to say, we're, that's a, you can fill in any blank after was, that. Mark. In other words, <laughs> you understand why Bidenomics? I can't feel your pain, America. You know, right. he keeps saying the economy is doing good. Why is so? Right. Why is everyone so upset with the economy? And it comes back to inflation. Then we had you know earnings, and we're looking to see the retail. You know, it, it, that you know, should tar- be interesting. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, right? Target did did well. Walmart. Now Walmart threw out the D word. That got a lot of eyebrows raised, and okay. I'm not talking about depression. I'm talking about another D word, but we'll talk about that. Um, and there's still, you know, and, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about what are what do we see our clients concerned about? Okay, okay. If it's not inflation, but there's still something they're worried about, right? right? Um, and you know, there's and maybe it's just all the Cassandras out there. You know, there's a lot of shock lines out oh. there. About. Every time you open your phone or open the internet, or yeah. it's it's bad news. Awesome. I mean, we got so much bad news going on right, right. now. Right, we got two hot war- wars world? going on. Yeah, I mean, are the tailwinds not? I mean, we know what the headwinds are. Are there any tailwinds? Is there anything that's going to, you know, the Democrats and Biden keep saying Bidenomics is working. Bidenomics is working. You know, we get we got a lot of people saying, hey, the Federal Reserve has navigated the soft landing. Mm-hmm. No U.S. recession. Everything's fine. Um, prices, you know, we'll look at the more data that indicates that inflation is going down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what's the problem? Stock market, uh, we can, you know, the, the, the stock market's doing all right year to date. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about, you know, you know, what some of our clients are, maybe what's still causing the concern, what's keeping you up at night right. or what are you concerned that may something, uh, in the economy may derail your retirement plan. Right. Um, and then also this is the time of year where, we're getting all the new 
tax rate changes, you know, right. for next year and the new tax tables. And we've been reviewing some of those on every one of our shows for care what about the last month or so. Right. right? And I'll let you, you, I know you'll give the po- how the people can get to the podcast right. later on. Um, and, and you can go back and listen to the shows. But so today, um, I'll go over the new dollar limits for like IRA contributions and Roth contributions and Roth and and some of the thresholds there. And the catch up, I was hoping the provisions also, I mean, uh, this is a time of year where people may start getting what their new Medicare B premiums are for 2024. It's between like around now, between early December, you may get notified on what your Medicare B premium and D part D will be for 2024. And and we've already we have already announced on a previous show what the right. new thresholds are. But remember, it's it's you know that we have to keep going over those rules. Remember, it's a two year look back, right? Mm-hmm. So so your twenty twenty three tax return, which that and you know will affect your twenty twenty five Medicare premiums, right? And your, the t- return you've already filed, your twenty twenty two return mm-hmm. affects your twenty twenty four. So they'll use your twenty twenty two tax return. And the new thresholds for 2024. That's what you're you're going to be getting a notice on. And if you, but if because of that two year look back, if you you know it, it, you may have a chance to appeal if you get an Irma higher Irma because your 2022 modified adjusted gross income. Remember, we got to take your adjusted gross income and add back any tax exempt interest right. to get modified adjusted gross income. If that threw you into a higher Irma threshold, but you had something that happened in 2022 that you say it's not going to happen in 2024. And it, it, by the way, it can't be some capital gain. No, it's got to be a, what. Yeah, it's got to be maybe you stopped working. Right, it's got to be what the what the rules say is a life changing event. Um, you retired, your spouse retired, you were married and now are not married. You were single and now are married. You know things like right. That. And we had a client once that had a business and they were getting installment payments. And 2022 was the last year of that installment payment, so they were able to appeal because that wasn't an ongoing right income. So and, you just have to fill out. And that a, was a tough effort, right? Because it was a lot of coming back and forth and right. document, document, document. A lot of coordination between the the taxpayer CPA. We helped draft as well. The and it was there was a lot of, um, but they eventually won that appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so so that's coming. And, and but the point is, you have you you're under a time limit to make that appeal, right? So, you know, when you get, if, you know, now if you're already collecting Social Security, you're going to get notified on your new Social Security benefit statements. Like you're saying, Carrie, right. it always comes around, around Thanksgiving. If you're not collecting Social Security yet, but are on Medicare and you're paying Medicare directly, you know, you want to look for the notice there. But typically the notice will tell you, um, that you've got 60 days to appeal and the form numbers are there and all that good stuff. And then finally, um, as we're talking about, taxes and you know, we, this is a lot of times we talk about year end planning this is a time of year that we're, we're really busy coordinating with our clients and their cpas and their investment advisors to get year end planning done last week i talked about you know required minimum distribution you certainly don't want to right. miss <laughs> your required minimum distribution but also you don't want to miss an opportunity and so one of them I'll talk about today, Carrie, and, and it, 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 I know this is going to sound like a no-brainer, <laughs> but uh, every year, Carrie, we have new clients that we find in this position when they're in a zero-tax 
position. Mm-hmm. And so, Carrie, when you see the, when, you know, as part of our data gathering for a new client, they bring in the most recent tax return, right? right? It saves us from asking 150 questions, mm-hmm. by the way. But when you see the client the previous year had a zero tax, what's your first reaction? For us, as yeah. plan, we're going to say, okay, do they have tax qualified assets? Okay, so yes, we do. Absolutely. Do they have IRAs? Do they have annuities? Do and they let's have... say they do. Okay, then how much can we pull from those assets, especially if we're thinking about IRA or company plans, max out the zero bracket? There you go. One, we can enhance their spending or lifestyle if they're not interested. Why would they not do a Roth conversion that doesn't cost them a dime so then they can, and then people say, well, what, what can I put it in? Well, you can put a Roth in anything. Yeah. I get that question. You know, you can get a Roth savings. You can do a Roth CD, a mutual fund, an annuity, gold, a stock, whatever. gold. You can get a Roth in anything. And then all that growth is tax free. And even if you don't care, I'm going to be in a zero bracket forever. Maybe you care about if something does happen to you, it's going to go tax free to your kids or other beneficiaries. So that's what we call a no-brainer. I mean, mm-hmm. if, 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 if you've got a zero tax and you have IRAs, well, why wouldn't you just max out zero by taking an IRA distribution? Now, again, we're assuming you're over 59 right. and a half, you know, and, and, and those rules. But, yeah, so we'll talk about it. All right. So that's what's on the agenda, busy agenda. Carrie, why don't you get us started? All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program, hopefully here to give you helpful information about issues that can impact your lifestyle, your financial life, and make you aware of opportunities, potential problems, and hopefully make you give you good information so that you understand that you have choices and options and that Hopefully, we're motivating people to take a look at their financial life. It's not always for some people the most fun thing to do. But when you can start seeing that if I start taking control and being proactive and planning, one, it gives you clarity on what's possible, realistic spending, and all those things that you might be worried or concerned about, you know how to adjust how what you need to do to be okay if you're not going to be okay are you underspending overspending are you using opportunities in the complicated tax code and you've worked hard your life let's use what we can also to minimize what the government gets we help people both who are retired and working we're sponsored by the estate planning team which is an ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm. And what we do is financial modeling, number crunching, detailed analysis. We're not investment advisors. We have clients that do that on their own, or we work with their existing investment advisor, or a lot of our clients have a company plan that they keep. Um, We don't care what you have in that regard. We're looking at all of your assets in terms of risk. Do you know how much risk you really need to take on? And are you taking on more risk than necessary to accomplish your goals? How can we do things today and take advantage of opportunities in the complicated tax tax code so that down the road through, as Mark even mentioned with the zero bracket or in other circumstances, that you're creating future tax efficient income and minimizing cumulative taxes and um Again, we've been helping people more than 36 years in the greater Cleveland area. We do offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. We're happy to do that by phone or in person. 
We're scheduling now through the end of the year and even scheduling into January and February of 2024. We know that people get busy with the holidays and life, but if you're someone who, you know, thinking about potential retirement or want to look at planning strategies or you're worried about things that are going on and what you can do and do you, do you know what you need to do to be okay? And you can call 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We will be there on Monday and give you a call back. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit our website, financialfoodforthought.com. Sign up for our newsletters. I'm working probably the week after Thanksgiving on a new newsletter format that will have new updates and different things. So sign up. It's free. Um, we'll be able to link to all articles all over the like the Wall Street and other good information, Kiplinger, um, that we can pass along to anybody who's signed up. Also, you can listen to our podcast on the website. There's a link for that as well. And a contact us for a free consultation. Again, that's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So we got producer price index you know that, mm-hmm. that, that's the prices down at the factory gate where i was talking about carrie it's what what's what the manufacturers get and that's another index mm-hmm. that the federal reserve and certainly economists keep an eye on it's kind of a precursor and and that again in indicating that was way down in, in other words this month's data um, and actually, we saw the you know a, a lot of headlines after this saying that maybe the Federal Reserve has successfully navigated the soft landing. So uh, just like in CPI and PCE, we get we have headline and we also have core core okay. excluding food and energy. So how did headline do? Because most of people want to look at headline. So year over year, headline PPI. Came in at one point three percent, Carrie. That was Ooh. substantially down lower. Oh yeah, than previous months two point two percent year over year. That's a big drop. So let's go from the beginning of the year. So in Jan, and I'm just going. This is headline PPI year over year. In January it was six point zero, February four point six, March two point seven. April two point three, May one point one. That was you know that and was looking good there. But then in June it ticked back up to two point four. Then in July it went back down to zero point eight. And then August it peaked up a little bit to one point six. And September two point two, and now down to one point three. That's the jagged peak. Yeah. You know, peak inflate. You know, again. So you know, but it, it was the one point three was much lower than Wall Street's projections of 1.9. All right. If you want to look at month month over month, a more recent, what's happened the last right. 30 days, Carrie, it was actually declined. Oh, okay. It was down 0.5%. Hmm. Okay. Um, and, and that hasn't been... Mixed it, messages, it, maybe? And Well, it just... It's not mixed. It's showing the trend downward. Okay. Um, you know, and, and there, there were some negative months early in the year. Um, February was down 0.1%. March was down 0.5%. But then it peaked back up, um, you know, and, and but yet it, it was back down. Now, if you look at core, okay, so, you know, a lot of people say, well, Mark, don't bother to look at core because that excludes food and energy. I'd rather look at headline. Well, I, don't look now, but core is higher than headline. Huh. All right. Um, so what is core year over year came in at 
So headline came in at 1.3, core came in at 2.9. Why the difference? Because of the energy decline prices. Okay. Have you noticed gas at the pump lately? A yeah. lot lower, right? Um, and so, you know, so there you go. Um, price of eggs, Maybe not down to pre. Uh, no, but pandemic. they're a lot cheaper, by the way. Under a dollar fifty, I think I'm paying a dollar thirty. Are you? Uh, I think yeah. Um, I think I paid like a dollar sixty nine last week. Okay, um, so so there you go. Um, Wasn't that long ago? It was over four bucks a dozen. Uh, <laughs> That was the bird flu. Remember, it wasn't anyway. Yeah, but don't blame Biden. Blame the bird flu. Mm-hmm. I know, but all right. All right. Um, and we, we always joke about that because, really, the president has very little to do with inflation. Does everybody get that now? Mm-hmm. Um, really, the, the president has very little to do with inflation. Um, Federal Reserve, much more to do, deal with it, right? Um, all right. Oh, what did I do? Which one did I leave out, Carrie? Oh, I guess I left out the core monthly. So the core monthly was up 0.1%. Okay, um, that's not terrible. No, but again, that's, higher yeah. than the headline, which was down 0.5%. All right, so again, indicating the prices are coming down. But remember I said that what through the market, you know, so that was, it's, it's like the good news, bad news again, right? What's good news, what's bad, you know, is good news, bad news, is bad news, good news? You know, you go back and forth. So as I said that... um this indicated that perhaps the Federal Reserve was successful and that they would not have to raise any more rates, that their pause okay. is now complete. Okay. Um, but then we then we got Walmart. And in their – it's earnings season. In their earnings you know, results, press conference, whatever, they threw out the D word, Carrie. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about depression. Okay. I'm talking about deflation. Oh, okay. All right. So they said that their their forecast looking out into next year was somewhat negative because they're saying they think they think the economy is going to experience deflation. Okay. Um, now, what's deflation, Carrie? Well, we, it, everyone knows what inflation is, right. right? Increasing prices for goods and services, and then we've heard a lot about more in this. Fed tightening cycle, the idea of disinflation, right? Mm-hmm. So disinflation carries when prices are still increasing, but at a slower rate than before. Okay. That's kind of what we've been experiencing. Right. See, I don't know if the price of eggs will ever be at 99 cents a dozen. I mean, we know gas won't be what it was before. Probably not. Okay. Um, but we also don't expect the price of eggs to be $5 a dozen a year from or now. Or even four. Um, right. So, so... The idea is that's dis and, and disinflation isn't necessarily a bad thing, and it's usually not for it's not a longevity type of thing. As a matter of fact, the longer the disinflation goes, the the better chance that there will be a recession. Mm. Right? Um, but well, when that's not good, right? And, and but now, but now let's talk about deflation. Okay, because that's worse. Okay. Okay. Um, now everybody's going to say, but the cost of goods going down, how is that bad? There you go. What's that What's seems bad to be, about paying? Right. I, I'm a frugal person, so I'm all uh, for it. But so, so deflation is when you have a sustained decrease in the price of goods and services. All right. Um, is it due to demand? It has to do with demand. I was going to say, okay, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see if we can get into the weeds here. Um, and when was the last time we had deflation? Was in the Great Recession. 
Okay. okay. In that March 2009 through October of 2009. Remember, that was a bad time. That Great Recession was ugly. Okay. All right. Um, but, you know, prolonged, uh, you know, you know uh, prolonged decrease. All right. Um, and so, yeah. So the experts, the economists, the ivory towers say, although it seems counterintuitive, which is what right. you were just saying, to say that decreasing prices are bad, um, what they what they center on is that um, when the overall economy experienced decreasing prices, consumers may wait to buy things because they're expecting their purchasing purchasing power to actually be greater in the future. Right. All right, they could get more for their dollar in the right. future, right? Um, than they can get today, so they're willing to wait. Okay, okay. which in turn causes demand and prices to fall right. further. So now we get into what economists warn about, a deflationary spiral. Okay. Right? Where a downward price reaction to an economic crisis leading to lower production, lower wages, decreased demand, and Carrie, you got it, still lower prices. That's the deflationary spiral. That's not, most economists say that's not good. You don't want to get there. And, you know, so, you know, kind of go from there. So I, I mentioned, Carrie, that, um, you know, I don't know, inflation stress. So, so the census, okay, they put out, they did a little survey, Carrie. I'm going to give you the task, right? Okay. So it's very, just one question. Um, so it's, it's rating your level of stress due to inflationary worries. Okay. And there's, there's four responses, only four responses. Okay. One, not at all stressful. Mm-hmm. Two, a little stressful. Okay. Three, moderately stressful. Okay. And four, very stressful. Okay. So, Kara, first personally, I'll ask you. How I'm a number two because I'll just two. adjust. Okay. Um, and what do you think are clients? State planning team clients. Number one, that they may say it, but they're not changing their spending. Okay. Um, so you would say that they are not stressful at all? No. What percentage of the clients do you think would say that in a 100% pie? Uh, 60% maybe? I would say, okay, I think it's about uh, 90%. Uh, I'm going to say because they'll, they'll just say, I'm just going to cut discretionary if it came down to it. Right. Or do they, well, we can, you know, how do, how would I, how have I been testing that question? I, I usually, think maybe when people come in before the process, which we should maybe ask that question. I, I always ask a question. Oh, no, I'm saying before the, well, I'm just saying before the planning process and after. Because I think sometimes when people even come in for the free consultation, they're worried about something. And then even just the preliminary numbers, they're like, oh, well, the things they should be worried about, they're not. And what they are worried about really isn't a worry because people don't okay. know. Which they is buy a, into right. the headlines or the just everything going on or what people are talking about. Right. So, so I usually get to – but if I'm specifically asking are they worried about inflation, I usually go to my grocery cart Okay. You know, question, meaning that, all right, before the inflationary, you were filling up your grocery cart and you knew how much it cost. Right. All right. Now with the inflation, which camp are you in? Do you are you worried that you, you know you in other words if you fill up the same grocery cart, it's right. going to be a lot more. Right. So are you the one that's still doing that and just paying and, the higher price? Right. Or are you the one that's not putting as much into the cart to keep it at the old price? 
I'm the one making like you've talked on one of the shows, by the way, listen to the pot where I'm swapping out things or basically okay. my, my meal planning is dictated on what's on sale. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> but so, so I would say, I would say my response or what I'm just, uh, I, we don't keep track of it, but I would say 90% of our clients are not changing their buying habits. Right. I mean, they may be swapping something out. Or but, they may but, be not on that. But they're day not to saying day. I'm not filling up my cart as much. No, but they may say, "Well, I'm not going to book as big of a trip. I instead of going to Florida for All right two months, I'm maybe going to go for three weeks. Like yeah, those kind I, of things." I, yeah, I would say about eight percent of them are a little stressful. I right. would say ninety percent are saying not stress at all. Okay. I would say eight to ten percent, maybe eight percent are a little stressful, and maybe two percent are moderately stressful. Um, I don't think we have any clients that are very stressful. No, because I think it's our process also should be able to address okay. that to say even if it was moderately or majorly stressful. If you knew how to adjust or what you needed to be okay, that should alleviate that. I can't control the cost of goods. Right. And this gets back to the idea of what planning is all about. See, for 90% of our clients, maybe 99%, we've already modeled in higher inflation. Right. To show them what the long-term effect is. Right. And and that's how you get not stress about it. So Mm -hmm. it's anticipating you know, we always talk in planning. It's uh, good financial planning is anticipating the next economic downturn. Mm-hmm. It's not reacting after it's happened. Right. Which usually is a knee jerk reaction, right? But, Carrie, now let's get back to this survey. Okay. What do you think the nation responded on a percentage wise? That is severely or? Well, or, or you're saying. Remember, the, I would there, say the, there's mo- four as answers. As a nation, I not would as, say. Not at all stressful, a little stressful. I'd say moderate. Moderate stressful or very stressful? I'd say the majority of people are going to say moderate. Okay. So 27.7% said moderate. Okay. Not as many as I thought. How many do you think said not at all stressful? 10. 4.5. Okay. That's why I figured it'd be low because if you're taking across the country because we have, you talk about the wealth gap. How many said a little stressful? Mm, 30 something. 17.7. 17.7. Oof. So the majority say it's... 50.1% said it's very stressful. Okay. That's the wealth gap in this country. Okay. Um, and that's why you don't ask your neighbor. Um, but how if they ask the younger generation, everything's stressful now because we don't um, teach coping well, skills, Mark. That's true. <laughs> um, like it. Uh, yeah. And I think the Z generation is going to be worse than the millennials, the malicious millennials. Oh, goodness. Um, but, and I don't know all about them. I, I, I'm responsible for four of them. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, you can tell them to suck it up. That's why I tell them I could suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, but let's say inflation isn't bothering you, but there is still something bothering everyone, right? Um, and maybe it's the Cassandras. Yeah. All right. Um, so here's just a Wall Street experts warns recession with unprecedented consequences will hit next year. Have, have we not talked about a recession, I swear, for over two years? It's like a recession's right around the corner. <laughs> the U.S. has dodged <laughs> a recession 2023, but the economic luck could run out next year, Carrie. Oh, here we go again. One of Wall Street's biggest bears says a huge crash is coming as markets are in the biggest credit bubble in history. These are all Cassandra shock lines for November. Right. 
Okay. Um, stocks are overpriced. Crypto is hot air, and everything's bubble will fuel a brutal recession, says Wall Street girl Jim Grant. Okay. Um, every time inflation falls, there's a major recession. It's different this time. I could time. go on and on and on. Right, but remember also, I mean, that's the argument of one, know your numbers, know how much risk you really need to take on. Are you taking on more risk than necessary? Have a good cash reserve that we've talked about, rebalance and diversify. Have things in different buckets, different types of tax, you know, tax wrappers, different types of assets. Don't ever put everything into anything. Any one concept, one company, one strategy, that's the argument for that. Yeah, financial planning isn't about putting all your money into the stock market. It's not putting all your money into fixed annuities. It's not putting all your money into gold. And Mm -hmm. it's not putting all your money under the mattress. Right. Now, any one of those is appropriate for Mm -hmm. a part of your total portfolio, but not for 100%. And that's the problem we see over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what the S&P is up in November, Carrie? No. 7.5%. Is it really? Wow. Um, and it's this is why it's such a – it's a very difficult year because if you look at the major indices um, – and I, we're taping the show on Friday, you know, so I, I've been not talking about what – I don't know what the markets are doing this morning, Carrie. Um, but the idea is it's been a weird year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard and, and we see what the indexes are doing, whether we look at the Dow, the NASDAQ or the S and P 500, but that may not be what your portfolio is doing. And that's, what's bugging a lot of our right. clients. And that's because I've talked on a few shows ago, you can always listen to the podcast about the magnificent seven, which right. is outside those seven companies that are driving the S and P 500, you know, it, it's pretty flat, but so yeah, and 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 has it been really volatile? And actually, it hasn't been that volatile. Right. I mean, if I, how does Mark Donnelly? How do I look at volatility? I keep track of how many days the S and P five hundred in any one day moved up or down two percentage points. Okay. All right. Um, now, Kara, I think so far in twenty twenty three, there's only been two. And wow. One happened in January when it was up two point two per eight percent. I think it was January sixth. Remember that day, Carrie? Um, no. And, and then, uh, and then it, the second one was not not long after that in early February, where it was down two percent. So outside of that, there's been a lot of days where we had one percent movements. Okay. But I don't think there's been that many days with two percent movements. Um, it's just been it, but it's been this. It's been this gradual up, gradual down. Now we see November coming back seven and a half percent. Who knew? Right, and we're not even at the Christmas, uh, you know, Santa uh, Santa Claus rally yet. Um, now, again, I'm not here to talk about. I, you know, I don't we don't sell stocks or bonds right. or media. that's not what we do. Okay, so I'm not here, you know, and you know, that you talk to your investment advisor about that. But it's just the idea that um, we're we it, 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 now we've had the the we also had the bond bomb, you know, and that's what's what's dragging a lot of portfolios down is because bonds haven't done, you know, right. they haven't done what they've done historically, right? That's why, you know, like those fixed annuities, right. if you're looking for something different without the principal risk and carry those rates, though, are they? What was interesting, they have gone up for the last nine months on the multi-year guarantee, which is just a guaranteed fixed rate 
Most of them offer compounding. I had a client call me today that asked me on another company and I was researching it. They they don't do the compounding growth. It was simple growth only on your premium. So you got to watch it. But most of them offer compounding. And for the first time, two companies, I had a, an email this morning because I asked for alerts, dropped rates for yeah. the first time in nine months. Right. Because the Fed, they think the Fed's pausing. And they're and they're, they're, and you're gonna we, and we right now there's five percent across the board whether it's I don't a know how much longer that's gonna or be or a ten year right some of them are up to six percent yeah, yeah I don't know how much longer that's gonna be available so you know just a word to the wise all right um, all right but but and and the point of this is it's not the one product it's the mix and 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 don't try to time it. It's very difficult to time, you know, and so right now it, what's bothering a lot of people is the equity risk premium carry, you know, that's, okay. so this is the idea that, um, it's, it's, it's an old time tested way of assessing whether stocks are fairly valued. In other words, is it a good buy, is it a good day to buy stocks or not? Right. All right. Remember, you're supposed to buy low and sell high. Mm-hmm. You remember, you ever heard of that concept? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think okay. once or twice. Okay. Not the knee jerk reaction is right. you, you, you. I panic and go to cash when it's after you take <laughs> and realize the loss, right? Um, so, so one of the so you compare stocks to a risk free alternative like government bonds, right? Okay. Now, which is still U.S. Treasuries is still considered one of the safe. I don't care what Moody's, you know, Moody's came out this month and said, oh, they moved, they, they moved the U.S. credit rating from stable to negative outlook. Moody's, whatever. I, I mean, does, is there any other safer investment than U.S. Treasuries? Mm, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, but anyways, so you look at, so what you're looking for is, is say, well, how much are my stocks? going to be a risk-free alternative if I just buy treasuries, okay? Because, um, you know, treasuries are what? Paying, you know, six-month treasuries are paying, what, 5.5%, okay? So, I mean, how much, you know, you know, what do you expect from stocks, you know, and, and why are you going to take that risk, right? So, PIMCO, they're warning that that metric has plunged this year, you know, I- I- indicating that stretch stock valuations um, toward levels that they haven't seen since the Great Depression, hmm. and or the dot com crash of the early two thousands. You know, remember, you know, remember that happened, Kerry. So that's so that's got a lot of people worried, right? And saying, "Well, do I buy stocks today? Do I not buy stocks today?" Um, and if and what happens uh, to my stocks, Mark? When when if we have end up having a hard landing and we wind okay. a recession. Okay, well, we can look at historically there, Carrie. So over the past 11 recessions, the S&P, the S&P 500 has declined between 14 to 57%. 57%, ouch, Oof. right? Um, that's a peak to trough, right? Right. Um, remember, it happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, it also happened in the Rona recession, but that wasn't so bad because it was such a quick recovery. That's what happens when the, right. you, know, you drop $6 trillion on everybody's yeah. lap to spend um and we're paying for that for a long long time well actually forever we With won't interest? be paying for carry maybe our grandkids may be paying for it. um all right now um so what was i saying okay so yeah over the last 11 recessions 14 to 57 percent peak to trough decline it was an average carry of a 27 and a half percent decline okay so now we're putting 
what assumptions we want to make if you want to make that worst case scenario. Okay. Instead of making a knee jerk reaction when we have the drop. Right. Because you won't know it's a recession until it's already happened. Correct. Anticipate the next economic downturn to say, well, if we have that, is that going to derail my retirement plan? Don't ask your neighbor if it's derailing theirs. See, and I think that's the value of modeling. We have clients that say, even last year, saying, I want to model my plan. And after we've built a good base case, let's build in a recession with slow growth recovery, higher inflation rates to stay. And then how do I, maybe they want that's the plan that they're going to base their financial decisions on. But at least if you model that worst case in, you know, this is how I adjust. This is where I need my cash to be. This is where I need my cash reserve building to cover my expenses so I don't have to sell low. Can I still retire next year? Do I have to work a year longer? Do, it, you're not going to run out of money next year if it happens. Right. The idea is somewhere along the line, your plan's not lasting long mm-hmm. as long. Is that at age 90? So do you care if your plan was running to age 90 and now it's only running to age 89? Hmm. Or maybe you want it lasting to age 100. Then right. now with the economic downturn model in, it's only lasting to 95. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you do want to make an adjustment, but at least you're getting into a, an anti- you know, you're looking at it. You're not just making a knee jerk reaction. All right. So you said a lot there, Karen. Right. I'm going to kind of go through that. All right. So, so how would you plan that in? So, and we're assuming you're not going to be 100% stocks, right? So let's say you got the classic 60 40 portfolio. So, okay. So if the S&P, if the average decline is in a recession is 27.5%, 60% of your money is in that. Okay. So you'd be modeling a sixteen and a half percent decline in year one. Okay. All right. If you're at a fifty percent, if you're at a fifty fifty, a more conservative, you, you'd be marking a thirteen point seven five percent decline first year. Okay. And then you mentioned how long do you you know how long is the recovery period? Well, again, since World War II, which covers those last you know eleven twelve recessions, um, it, the, the the recovery has lasted two to eighteen months. Okay. Um, so sometimes it's a quick recover, but mostly it's, it's a little bit longer recovery. So how would you model in? Well, we would recommend if, depending on how conservative you want to go is, uh, you know, maybe you, you rely, you, 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 you use the 18 month recovery right. instead of the two month recovery. Right. Right? Um, cause I don't know if the, if the next economic downturn, the government's going to drop another $6 trillion from the oh, helicopter. I hope not. Right. Um, now, so in year one, we already said you may, you know, mark the downturn. Right. Sixteen and a half percent. Maybe year two, you assume zero percent gain. Okay. Then maybe year three, you assume maybe two to three percent gain. Right. And then maybe by year four of your plan, you're back to your five percent that you, you know, told the robot to use. But that's a conservative plan. Okay. Um, and, and now let's see if that derails your retirement plan. Right. Um, and if it does, what adjustments do you need to make? See, and that's where when you're taking something you're worried about and translating into actionable steps or reality of, for some people, it will not make a difference on whether they can retire. For other people, they're going to either have to cut discretionary spending or some of their retirement, or they're going to have to work longer. But by the way, maybe they don't have to keep their job. Maybe they can pick up a part-time job and work X amount of years earning how much. And that's what that modeling can tell you. And, and we're still saying maybe you want to build that worst case scenario. Sometimes we call that the plan R, right? right? Before you sell low and go to cash. Mm-hmm. All right. Before you make the knee jerk reaction. Because it's back to, it's very hard to time the market. And Correct. everyone has heard the old adage, you know, it's time in the market, not timing the market, right? Um, because what if the Fed is successful 
in navigating the soft land. Right. And we don't have the recession. Which I don't know. I almost think it's never going to. It seems like it's a, It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. Um, so if you look over the last, I don't know, 90, 100 years, whatever, right? Since the Great Depression, let's mm-hmm. say, it was in 1929. Uh, the typical bear markets, you know, where maybe defined as a 20% decline, right? Peak to drop, right? Um, so how long do they last, Gary? The bear markets. Okay. They last typically 286 days. Ooh, that's a long time. About nine and a half months. Okay. Okay. Now, what about the bull markets? How long do they last? See, this is what your investment advisor is going to okay. keep reminding you, you know, not to panic, right? Because the typical bull market lasts 1,011 days. Okay. 1,001 Arabian nights, Carrie, right? 1,000 days. About 2.75 years. Oh, about three and a half times longer than the bear market. Hmm. All right. Um, also, a couple of historical notes. Not, again, doesn't mean what happened in the past is right. going to happen in the future. All stocks have risk. You know, you know the disclaimers. Um, but what has the S&P done in months following when the Federal Reserve announces that they're pausing their tightening? Which I think they did, but maybe okay. they didn't. I mean, Powell was a little, he didn't raise rates, but he said, well, maybe one more for the road. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. But a lot of people, when they saw the recent inflation data, think they're done. Right. All right. Um, or and, are they going to pause again? And as you said, some of the fixed annuity companies think they're done. Right. Because the rates. Or at least two of the top companies in certain categories are right. saying no more. Um, now, anyway, so what is the S&P? So this is the problem by we're not you know getting out of your stocks, right? Because nobody knows if the Fed has paused or not. Right. They're going to wait for more data. But in the 12 months following. When the federal, you know, historically, oh, let's look at the prior six okay. times, you know, the Fed, the Fed has, has announced they're done tightening. All right, you know, you know what the average S and P five hundred return carry is for the twelve months following a Fed pause? No, sixteen point eight percent. Whoo! That's why it's hard to time. Now you could say, Mark, um, uh, the S and P is only five hundred stocks. Okay, we could we could look out broader. Right. How about the Russell 1000? Okay. Okay. So, and let's not even go 12 months. Okay. This is this is the idea about timing in the market, a time in the market versus time in the market, right? Okay. So how about the, the first six months? Okay. After. Um, 10% maybe, I'm guessing. You know, so, um, so in the, so in the last six, oh, let's see here. Yeah, you're right there. Um, I'm guessing. So, Russell 1000 index in, in the six months following um, Fed pause rose an average of 12% in the first six months okay. following Fed pause. Wow. Um, and so in, we rooting for a pet. And in, the, in those previous six, f- at least five of them had positive returns. Okay. So only one period in the six, in the first six months, had a negative return. Hmm. Five had positive returns, the average 12%. Okay. Um, so if you, so as opposed to saying, I, I, you know, listening to the Cassandras or listening to the shock line and saying, I gotta, I gotta go to cash right now. Maybe you don't. Maybe you, you stick to your overall risk portfolio. Right. And that's what the plan helps you develop is, do, you know, what do you need to be okay? 
Do right. you need a 60-40 portfolio to be okay? Could you could your plan still work at a 50-50 portfolio? Yeah, that's the, see, we turn it upside down. Right. We, we, you know, do you know? Most people have no idea. No, because most people don't. You, you can't do that math in your head. Right. You know, you, how, how do you in your head figure out, you know, what the next 30 years is going to do to your spending with inflation? Right. Um, all right. So so but let's say so as opposed to um, trying to. So now what happens if you your plan are. But what happens if we don't have a recession, Carrie? Hmm. Well, then things will be rosier. I guess you're ahead of plan. Right. Oh, is, bad is, problem. I have more money to spend. You know, those. that is a great example of the power of planning and having a detailed financial plan more than just saying a percentage when people get a Monte Carlo analysis that you're going to be okay. Because planning will also tell you, how do I create that income? How many people do we have that say, well, I don't feel wealth because I don't have that cash flow. Well, if you can create cash flow tax efficiently and cover all your expenses as well, if you want to take advantage of a free consultation that we offer, we're doing those by phone or in person. We were scheduling now through the end of February 2024. If you want to go ahead and get on the calendar, um, give our office a call. We'll call you back on Monday or send an email through the website at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. Estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build these custom financial plans for over 36 years. And over those decades, Carrie's, we've certainly tried to keep, you know, we we keep we reminding our new clients, whatever, you know, what are the, you know, be aware, be active, anticipate, but also, you know, look for opportunities. So we've, we're getting the new tax rates and the new okay. thresholds. So, so today I said I would go over what's happening with the retirement plan contributions IRA. Okay, ready, Carrie? So okay. uh, I'll do these pretty quick, and you can get these on the internet anywhere. All right, so let's start with IRAs. So in 2023, under age 50, the maximum you could put into a IRA or a Roth IRA, again, if you have the earned income, is 6500 Okay. If you're over 50, you can do the 1000 catch up to 7500. And you okay. have until April 15th of 2024 okay. to fund your 2023 okay, IRAs so seven, and Roth okay. IRAs. Okay. But for 2024, those amounts are going up a whopping $500, Gary. Okay. So Don't so, they seem to always go up about 500. Uh, yeah. So so next year it'll be 7000 um per, you know, contribution or if you're over 50, 8000. Now, remember, too, as long, you know, if you're married joint, filing jointly, and even if one of you is working, you can still fund the spouse's IRA. So, you know, some people forget about that. Right. And, and so next year, you're, you know, you have a working married couple, one's working, one's retired, whatever, over 50, you could be putting 16000 you know, into the IRA or the Roth IRA. Of course, now there, that can be phased out. If you're still working and have your own company retirement plan, right? Okay. So we'll talk about that. But how about the retirement plan? So the retirement plan is going up a little bit. So the 401ks, 403bs, 457s, this year's cap is 22500 That's going up 500 to 23000 okay. next year. Um, over 50 currently, um, you know, it's still, you know, it's the 7500 okay. um, additional. So it's 30000 is the cap for 2023. Um, next year, that seventy five hundred stays the same. So that a lot of times the catch ups aren't going up, Carrie. That's what right. everyone's complaining about. But so next year will be thirty thousand five hundred. Simple plans, 
Currently, uh, the cap is fifteen thousand five hundred. It's going up five hundred dollars next year to sixteen thousand. Um, the catch up over age fifty, the same thirty five hundred. So this year it's nineteen thousand with the fifty plus catch up. Next year it'll be nineteen thousand five hundred. Um, now let's talk about the thresholds because we 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 this is a lot of times. The, these are the, the, the trickier ones. You know, if, if you are, you know, for taxpayers who are covered by a workplace retirement plan, there's a limit on income, whether you can still fund a tax deductible IRA or a Roth IRA, right? Okay. So for single people this year, and it's based on modified adjusted gross income, it's, uh, you know, the phase out begins at 73000 and completely phased out by 83000 Next year, that's going up a bit. The phase-out range will begin at 77000 and phase-out at 87000 Married filing jointly um, for, the fa- for the IRA contributions, tax-deductible contributions. Currently this year, the phase-out begins at 116000 and totally phased out at 136000 Next year, that's creeping up to beginning phase out of 123,000 and total phase out at 143,000. Hmm. Um, this one's probably even we deal more with clients and that's the phase out for deducting IRA contribution. No, that, well, no, I already said that. It's right. the Roth IRA contributions. Right. That's what I meant to say. Phase out for the Roth IRA contributions, all right? Okay. Um, and so this year that single, it, the phase out begins at one hundred thirty-eight thousand, and the phase out is maxed out at one hundred fifty-three thousand. Next year, that's going up to one hundred forty-six thousand, up to one hundred sixty-one thousand. Married filing jointly. Currently, this year, the phase out for Roth IRA contributions um, begins at two hundred eighteen thousand. Again, this is modified adjusted gross income, and f- totally phased out at two hundred twenty-eight thousand. That's going up next year. The beginning phase out is at two hundred thirty thousand. That's pretty high, Carrie. Right? Okay. And, and maximum phase out at two hundred forty thousand. Just one more note: um, married filing separately. This we catch clients all the time. This that's a real big penalty. Um, if you're married filing separately and you want to do Roth contributions, your phase out carry is not two hundred eighteen thousand. It's ten thousand. Oh. Be aware of that, right? Um, um, one more too. And it doesn't affect a lot of people, but QCDs. You right. know, the limit is a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Very is few people are doing it. Yeah, it's going up to one hundred five thousand. All right, charities are so, so, happy. So, so there you go. Okay, so I have a few minutes left, and we'll continue to review those, and and you can go back into our podcast and listen to some of those. In the, oh, you know, the other rates that we've done in the past. Um, but I also said, you know, this is the year that when we talk about year-end planning and, you know, the idea that the no-brainer, if you're in a zero tax bracket, why aren't you maxing that out? Right. right. So it happened recently. We have a couple and, you know, when they brought in their tax return for last year's tax return, I said, right. well, gee, you had a zero tax last year. And they're like, yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, but that said, is good, but I you're said, missing an opportunity. Yeah, I said, well, by the way, do you know how much more you could have taken out of your IRA to max out zero? And then I just get crickets. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, so and so looking at it, so we said, well, let's look at this year, because last year's gone. You missed that opportunity. If you don't max out your zero tax bracket this year, you can't go back and get it. All right? So this is why you have to be active. This is why... We, when we talk about year-end planning, we're looking at this. It's too late to look at this come April 
or March when you sit down to do your taxes. All right. Now, um, all right. So look at now, what do they have in income? They had about five, $6,000 in interest and dividends. They're, they they had Social Security, but hardly ever was being taxed. They were in a right. zero tax bracket. Right? Um, I mean, not, none of it. And that came up as like, well, I've got Social Security. My Social Security is taxable. I said, well, part of it's taxable, but you're still zero tax because right. you've got a standard deduction. Right. Um, so, so we we so after doing the math and 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 you know we figured that they that they have room they could take about thirteen thousand dollars more out of their IRA to max out zero. Wow. And that's a no-brainer, right? Right. But I said, well, what about the 10%? Maybe you're willing to go up to 10% because it's not that much more in tax. Right. So at 10%, to max out to 10%, they could do a $25,000 Roth conversion. That's a lot of money tax-free. Now, it's going to cost them about 2400 in federal and state taxes. Okay. But, you know, whatever. Um, they threw out, well, what if we did like 50000 Mark? Okay. So we said, okay, well, you do fifty thousand. Um, yeah, you, you, your tax is going to be around eighty seven hundred. Okay. But now they're thinking about it, right? And saying because that fifty thousand, I'm getting that out at at an effective twelve percent rate. I know that rate's going up in twenty twenty six. Right. All right. And then, but usually, what's the next threshold? Maxing out the twelve percent. Okay, that's a sixty five thousand dollar. Okay, what's the next throw threshold? Maxing out the first Irma. Okay, that's up to two hundred six thousand. Right. That's one hundred forty four thousand Roth conversion. Well, not sure they want to do that much. Maybe, Maybe they not, do, but this is the idea. But it also will lower their future RMDs, right? Which could lower if you believe that tax rates are going to go up. That means we don't know, but that Roth conversion could be a bigger win down the road. Now they have a now they have a tax free pool they can tap into later, mm-hmm. and if they never spend it. They're leaving less of an IRD problem to their kids, meaning leaving a taxable IRA. Instead, the kids are inheriting a Roth IRA tax-free. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to talk about? Carrie, I hear the music. All right. Take advantage of a free consultation. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Go Browns. I'm going back. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.